Resources for learning how to PhD. When I began the process of gaining a PhD by publication, it was part of a learning how to learn trajectory. I had completed the learning how to learn course, I had read Scott Young's book Ultra Learning and followed his blog, and I was in the mindset of breaking everything down to its most basic component. How do we take notes? How do you do a literature review? I took a course, another MOOC, on doing a literature review, and that helped a lot. I found Dr. Helen Cara's blog, whose style and approach have inspired me a lot. She writes about research methods, the process, not the content, and just, known, and just knowing that this was topic-worthy enough to research on its own has opened up many more conceptual doors for me. Through her and Twitter and my new understanding of research, I have come across more writers on how to do research. I find Raúl Pacheco Vega's work invaluable. He explains things, he highlights the hows of research. He breaks down all the tasks that lecturers and professors long ago internalized into their processes, and he clearly explains how to follow and learn from his methods. I follow him on Twitter. His handle is at Raúl Pacheco, and his blog is at www.raulpacheco.org. A very useful article of his I was reading this morning was about mind mapping the literature, finding the gap and writing paragraphs in your literature review. I've been writing an article. It's an auto-ethnographic approach to understanding how one goes from citizen to journalist. When I look out to the literature, however, I often get overwhelmed by how much of it there is to map, how much there is to read. And there's so much in other topics as well that it makes me pause in hesitation. I was confronted with this idea of there's too much to learn yesterday, and finally enough I had an answer straight away. My youngest went to the Aerospace Museum in Filton a couple of days ago. She went to see the Concorde at its last resting place. Tickets were £8,500, she told me wide-eyed, and she knew that the last flight commander to bring that plane home was Captain Mark Bannister. These two bits of information were clear to her, and she learned them straight away. I thought back to when I wanted to be a pilot when I was little, around her age, and until I was much older. So I asked her, would you like to fly a plane one day? She looked at me and said no. The flight panel, she told me, had a million buttons. Well, not a million, maybe a thousand, she added with a nod and a look of, you know what I mean? How would I ever learn them? And that reminded me of how we do learn. The pilot doesn't start by learning each button on its own, I thought out loud to her. The buttons probably fit in their own section. There might be eight sections on that panel. The pilot learns those first, and then they look within that section to break down what different buttons do. That's how you learn lots of things. She got bored at that point and walked off. But now I have thought of an even better analogy. An actual analogy rather than an explanation. In a big supermarket, there are thousands and thousands of products. We don't need to know all the products individually. We know that we are looking for bananas, say. We know there is a fresh fruit and vegetable section, so we go there and look for the fruit. The things we need to know at any one time are bounded. That's comforting and manageable. Knowing how to approach a task gives us that sense of certainty. Knowing what the boundaries are for each task helps. When I was first doing a PhD, and even now, when I look at all the literature that is out there, the vastness of it looks to me like those thousands of buttons look to my daughter in the Concord. 
Learning how to do the next right step and process is comforting and makes research manageable. From Helen Caras and Raul Pacheco Vega's blogs, I learned how to take notes for each paper. I use the ICA method and keep track in an Excel spreadsheet. I stands for introduction, C stands for conclusion, and A stands for abstract. You copy and paste those into a spreadsheet and you keep track of quotes and topics. That way, when you look back at them, they're immediately visible. I have learned to note-take with highlighters in Microsoft Edge, a browser where you can use many tools on PDFs. I don't have the space in our tiny flat to print out and keep track of all my research, unfortunately. Maybe one day when I have an office. Raoul writes about learning to concept map by hand first, but this site on concept mapping has really helped me. It's called connectedpapers.com. It helps find the linked papers to your own. The tools help enormously. They make the difference between giving up and writing the next word, paragraph and even research paper. Most importantly, they help with the writing, and that's the one thing I wasn't doing enough of. I've also found that using the highlighting method and the ICA dump helps me get to the end of reading a paper. One of my brain saboteur voices tries to stop me reading often by saying things like, why don't you stop and research that part, or you should be taking notes, what's the point of reading if you're just going to forget it all, etc. Well, now I am taking notes, I am highlighting, and I am fulfilling the task I set for myself. It all helps. I've written a first draft of a first paper, I've narrowed down the methodology I'm using, I've discovered a couple more research topics to pursue, I've submitted an abstract to a conference, I've written out my autoethnographic part, and now I need to map it to the literature. And that's why this morning I was reading Raoul's article on mind mapping the literature. I'm getting there, paper by paper.